Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and I have someone who has been on the show before. And even though she doesn't always keep up with Bachelor Nation, she's all in when she does watch. And she was right when she watched Clayton season and guessed that him and Susie would end up together. It was a rocky journey, but they're still going strong. She's a relationship therapist. She knows everything about everything about relationships. She's going to help us break this all down. Dr. Darcy, how are you? I'm so great, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for watching the show again. We were just talking off the air and you are all in after this couple hours, right? Literally every time I have to prep for the show with you, I am reminded why the Bachelor and Bachelorette franchise seems to have a life that is never ending. It is amazing television, truly amazing television. I mean, I know it's a lot of people's dirty secret, but I, I wear it out loud and proud. I mean, me too. Me too. Holy cow. That screener was unbelievable. (laughs) Do you have any recollection of Gabby and Rachel from Clayton season or no? Because it was a while ago. Well, I do remember both of them because they were the they were in the final four. I do remember them. And because like when I do my research, I try to dive deep. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I did have a frame of reference for each of them. More Rachel than Gabby. Okay, but uh, yeah, this was just uh, it was it was really uh, there were twists and turns that I did not anticipate. And, you know, look, it was an hour and a half long. Is that how long it was? It was was a good amount of time. Yeah. Um, Of course, there were there was a moment or two probably earlier on where I was like, I'm going to have to white knuckle my way through this, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But I have to tell you, 20 minutes later, I was on the edge of my seat until the end, until the very end. Yes, I love it. And hometowns are such a big one because it's the first time these guys get out of the bubble that they've been in as the parents like to remind them. We saw that a few times. The parents were were reminding everyone this is a TV show and they are dropped back into reality. And it's, it's definitely a wake up call for the leads and for the contestants. Holy Hannah, I was so impressed with some of these parents. You know, some of them, I had the internal eye roll. They felt, you know, somewhat performative to me, mm-hmm. but like, wow. Um, Gabby was the first hometown date with Jason in New Orleans. Um, and what were your initial reaction to Jason and Gabby's day date? They, you know, they were dancing. They seem to have a decent chemistry. Um, his parents are separated. We watched her meet the dad, then the mom. What were your initial impressions of Jason and Gabby? I mean, you know, it felt like 
French vanilla okay. instead of vanilla. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, I, and I don't mean to I, I don't mean to talk shit about people, but like there was nothing about that that excited me. I agree. Um, He's very quiet and reserved, which was like her concern, it seemed. Yeah. I, you know, and again, keep in mind, I just jumped in for this episode. Yes. So I didn't know that that was her her ongoing concern. Um, you know, he's there. <laughs> he, he's he is he they're they're they can't all be the brightest lights on the tree, can they? <laughs> People really like him on the internet. I don't know. I don't know if Which it's is just... lovely. I'm sure he's a yeah, lovely yeah. human being. He just right. doesn't rivet me on television. I agree with that. And I think he's cute. I think he's normal. Um, but I do think there is something maybe missing between them too. Like it's kind of like she's down to her final three and it happened very quick because there are two of them. So it felt like they kind of made these decisions quicker because there can only be so many people like the audience could get to know at once kind of thing. Um, so he, you know, I definitely think he's a deep, he's a nice guy, but I agree. It's not like, I'm not all in on him. Um, and it wasn't just him. It was her with him. Right. This like, is what you're good at. You like pick up a lot on, on. I don't know that I do. I don't know that I do. Cause I really, you know, I mean, this is not definitely not what I do in my day job. I'm not oh, like yeah. trying to pick up on people who seemingly are fine together and find problems. Right. Although that might be an interesting business model, but it wouldn't be the one that I would want. <laughs> I, you know, so I, I don't do this. I leave things alone. If people feel like stuff is good, I leave it alone unless it's, unless my gut is telling me something is wrong, but they just, she felt performative to me with him. It didn't seem, but she said that she was falling in love with him. Right. So she and his dad was very, was very cute. Like that was like a sweet moment at the park, like kind of like whatever brought the flowers. It was like kind of the classic this, Um, but his mom was very emotional they Very were both much. emotional. Dad cried the minute he started talking. You're right. I feel like right. dad probably brings flowers to the garbage man. Like he seems like a lovely human being. Right. Who would probably just be. Look, I think that the way we show up anywhere is the way we show up everywhere. OK, that's what I think about human beings. Interesting. So I think that, you know, if I lean in and I start crying because I haven't seen you in six months, Sarah, I think <laughs> I probably do that everywhere I go. I shouldn't feel that special. <laughs> you you well, I mean, you should know that I'm emotional. OK, right. And that Fair. I'm and that I'm expressive and that I either I don't have a whole lot of emotional discipline or I've learned along the lines along the way that that is something people appreciate seeing in me. Right. Okay. That's interesting. And yeah. you're right. It continued with, with her, with the sister was pretty just like, you know, my brother's great standard, what kind of, again, what you would want your sibling to do on the show for you. But the mom really liked Gabby was all in. And then when Jason admitted at the end, it kind of was like a curveball. I didn't see him coming to say that he wasn't ready to get engaged and neither did his mother who maybe was just caught up in all this, or like you said, is an emotional person, but he straight up said it's like, it's not her. I just don't feel like it would be me maybe to propose on the show. I couldn't tell if he wasn't ready in his life to get engaged or didn't just want to get engaged on the show. I'm truly confused because that's, I don't have that for Jason. He, him and J- Jason and Johnny both did that. Okay. Well, I, I, he was so soft in how he did that. Yeah. That I missed it. Really? Really? I missed it. I mean, he was like, he was like, um, 
he said, I can't see myself getting engaged. It's not her. It just wouldn't feel right to me. He hasn't told her that yet. And then the mom said, how would you feel without her? And he was like, I'd be sad. That's what I caught. Yeah, that's what I caught. And then mom started crying and my eyes rolled in the back of my head again. Sister, by the way, if she's single, it's going to be like a contestant on The Bachelorette in a future season, right? I agree with you. Totally. (laughs) Totally. Maybe I should go into casting if this doesn't work out. (laughs) Maybe. But that is an interesting transition. We can go to Johnny next just because it makes more sense to stick with Gabby. Holy cow. He had a very similar thing, right? What were you picking up with Johnny? Well, the thing is, I picked up on it with Johnny and I didn't with maybe I was sleeping. Maybe I was sleeping. (laughs) Jason is not Literally, literally, I had to like dig my nails into the palms of my hand to stay focused. And I was like, this is going to be rough, but you're going to do it, Darcy. You're going to you're going to stick through the whole thing. Then I met Johnny and it all changed. Then I was like, I was able to breathe and I was like totally in. Holy cow. So he here's here's the deal with Johnny. Yes. I feel like he was trying to bait his dad into telling him that it's not a good idea. And dad was like all in. And then it made Johnny have to take responsibility for being on the fence. And, you know, he said both to well, for his mom to his mom, he said, I don't know if I'm ready for that, meaning to get engaged. I'm not fully there yet. Um, he absolutely does not seem like he's there. He said he later said it's tough for me to imagine getting on a knee with where I am in my life right now. So he is the typical guy who does that. It's so seductive, that unavailable dance. Oh, like, unavailable. He's dance. partly there, but he's not totally there. And so you want to work harder to get him all in. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And what's interesting to me is that, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like Gabby, at least with the first two guys' families, the her go-to questions for their families were, do you see, do you feel like he's ready for a long-term commitment? Yes, she was asking that. And repeatedly, which makes me think that that is one of her wounds. She does not want, she... This is one of her bottom line. She does not want to be in a situation where she falls for somebody who it turns out is not quite ready. And this guy's screaming it from the rooftop. You're so she right. Needs and it's to be asking up on that. him. She, so needs, fun- she needs to be asking him that. Yes. Not just the family. And it's funny you pick up on that because to fill you in, one of Gabby's overarching like storylines or things she's kind of been speaking about is that she has an estranged relationship with her mother. And growing up, she felt like her, she had to earn her mother's love. And then her mom kind of just like abandoned her when she went to college and they don't talk at all. And I think she is definitely has insecurities about that and wants to be like chosen and wants to know she's going to be loved. And I assume the long-term thing would play into that if I had to guess. Yeah. I mean, you, you could, we could swap. I don't know that I could step into your shoes, but you probably could step into mine at least temporarily and be a shrink. That was really well done. I do. I do (laughs) think that what we, what we learn from our parents, so our parents, our caregivers, our primary caregivers growing up zero to five, they teach us how to love. Mm -hmm. And so whatever attributes negative and positive that our parents have are those that we link up for life with love. And what we seek out in partners unconsciously or or consciously. 
So if she had to work to earn her mom's love Mm -hmm. and what she will unconsciously have linked up, even though consciously she knows she wants love, she knows that she deserves love. That's why she's asking people, is he ready for a long term commitment? Unconsciously having to work for it feels a lot more natural to her. Oh, wow. That's my guess. Yeah. My guess. And I don't, I don't, I don't wish that for her, but um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, uh, it was really interesting though, to see her dad, like you said, be like, no, you're ready emotionally. You'll catch up financially. That was like, we all, we all struggle in the beginning. Well, but that was like interesting advice. I feel like that was, I felt like that was legit advice that I can imagine parents telling a kid like, yeah, it is a struggle. You don't have to have it all set up perfectly in the beginning. Like, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to maintain the lifestyle that the two of you have become accustomed to on this experience through this Mm -hmm. experience. Cause that's not, that's not realistic for, for you. Yeah. But he definitely, I think I agree with you. He was looking for a way out and was confused by his parents were like, Oh no, you should go for it. We're all in. Whereas we see a lot of the other parents are going to give them the way out if they want it or are like anti the show. So that was interesting. But I felt for me watching Johnny to me felt like he's not ready to be engaged to anyone. And maybe doesn't necessarily know if he ever wants to get married. So I don't know why he went on a show about getting married. Whereas Jason, which I know you kind of missed this part, but, or whatever, but I kind of felt like Jason just wasn't sure if he wanted to like get engaged on a television show and doesn't really want to lose Gabby, but isn't totally all in. And Johnny to me felt like isn't in really at all. I would agree. I think that, I think that experiences like this can illuminate issues that people are not fully aware of. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that perhaps he didn't know that he wouldn't be ready for this. I don't know if he imagined that he would make it down to the final four. Right. You know, people, we have a way of people who achieve a lot in life, do it by compartmentalizing what they're looking at in front of them in terms of their goals. So they don't look at the whole thing, the whole road. They look at the first step or two that's in front of them. And it allows them to take those take the action steps necessary without without the overwhelm that would come from looking at the whole road that I sound like such, this is what people do in relationships. They spin. No, I was just going to say, I sound like such a, I sound like such a, a middle school age uh, kid who's trying to spin that the guy who punched me really likes me, um, which is a <laughs> weird analogy for a lesbian to say, but anyway. But um, it's interesting though, especially on this show. I'm totally spinning. Like I'm like buying into it. You're like, Johnny, maybe, maybe you are whatever. But I do think that maybe he didn't know. Maybe maybe he didn't didn't know. know. Which is important to think about on this show because you sign up and you're one of 30 something. The odds of getting there are not in your favor. So it is probably weird to wake up one day and be like, oh, wow, I'm I'm in the finals. They're going to try to make me pick out a ring. What do I do? Right. Right. Totally. So it's fair. Um, Gabby's third date was with Eric, which obviously took an emotional turn. Um, What did you think of Eric? I'm he's my fave hands down. Um, I, I suspect she's going to pick, uh, Johnny. You think she's going to pick Johnny? He should, she should pick Eric. Okay. Eric's the right choice. Eric is the right choice. I, I, I feel like certain of it. Okay. Um, he is from my home state. Uh, shout out to Jersey boys. Me too. Oh, great. We spent a lot of time in Jersey on this episode. (laughs) I know. I know we were, we were going from like, is Bedminster, North Jersey? I don't know. It doesn't even matter. I think it's like, yeah. like I, I bored myself with the question. Yeah. So 
I loved him. I loved him. I really like, I can't even imagine, like I had such empathy for how difficult a choice it must've been for him to go on this show when his dad's got terminal cancer. And every day is a day. It's like, it's time and date stamped, you know? There's no cure for his dad's cancer. He is going to die. It's a matter of when, not if. Mm-hmm. And um, he hasn't been able to have any communication with them. And he said, I didn't do this for this experience. He did this for you. Right. And I, I mean, I, I felt that in my soul. I totally bought that. I so do too. if he's full of shit, then he's maybe sociopathic. I don't know, but I bought it hook, line and sinker. I he wouldn't be the first sociopath reasons. I bought. I bought, by the way, <laughs> why did you I, buy it? I bought it for a few reasons. One, the grandpa knew exactly who Gabby was and was like, we watched you on the TV, which kind of made it seem like, okay, like this, the family had discussed that Eric liked Gabby, like saw something in her, went on the show for her. He has been gone for a long period of time. And then to to be there and not want to leave because people leave this show all the time for different reasons um, before, you know, they're eliminated if they're going through something or if there's a family emergency. He could have left if he felt like it wasn't worth it. But it felt very genuine for him to introduce her to his family at such a vulnerable time. And that's a big deal. Like the last girl, because unfortunately, his dad did pass away in early July. (gasps) Um, Yeah. So this air this taped in like April or May and he died on July 6th. Um, which is obviously very sad. And the last woman that he brought home is Gabby. So that's like such an interesting level of deep and it's amazing, but also tragic. And it's, it's just a lot. It is. It really, really is. Um, wow. That really sucks. No, I could tell he, the father was really not doing well because he and his mom spoke like code. He was like, so is he kind of doing the same? And she's like, he's doing the same. And he, you could just see the air come out of him. And I was like, so the same must be really bad. Yeah. And what, I mean, his mom and his, what, like to even, again, to welcome the cameras into their, their, their home. Can you even imagine? No. Can you even imagine? You have to hope it like all works out. But it, it, I also agree with you that it, and from just someone who's watched the show for a while, they're always trying to trick you. So maybe like, just when I think they're going to take it away, like I'm falling, I'm reading too much into it, but they did show him saying, I'm falling in love with you. And it's scary. And her saying it back. And they don't always show the leads actually saying it back. Right. So is I it know too that. good to be true? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I definitely think that um, I don't know. I mean, there were two that she said it to. I was that she she did not tell Johnny that she was falling in love with him, did she? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. So maybe maybe she will bypass that historical pattern that like P.S. And by the way, I don't even know her and I have no business. None of us do. None of us in, do. I have no business even weighing in or, or imagining what her uh, hypothesizing, what her historical relationship patterns are. But but I suspect that's one, you mm-hmm. know, of being with guys who just can't step up and can't give you what you want. Um, well, we can only hope that somehow it's, it's Gabby and it's Eric because they, I, I totally, and all, all season I've liked him, but like the mullet has been like a little throw me off. Oh my and- God. I was so <laughs> distracted by his hair. What right. WTF? I don't know. With that fucking hair. Somebody <laughs> needs to just trim that shit. And, and, and I swore I wouldn't say that, but you, but, uh, you just, all it takes is just like, I brought I'm, it up. Yeah. It's your fault. 
I know it is. And I think I do like, I'm all in on him. I just need him to get a haircut. I just need that, that the, the trimming, I just, he's really, really handsome. Yeah. You know, we just need to like smooth that out a little bit. So it doesn't stick out. I was so confused by it. (laughs) So those were Gabby's three. So your gut just from one episode kind of tells you she might pick Johnny, but we hope she picks Eric and Jason was a, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, she's, I just feel like she's going to outgrow Jason and like, five years. Yeah. Okay. I, I agree with that. I like that. Yeah. Now, Rachel, she is a little bit more of our emotional bachelorette. Um, if you didn't pick up on that, she cries a bit. Um, not that Gabby hasn't, but they kind of take turns. I feel like having like tumultuous episodes. So it seems, um, but Rachel kicked off with Zach. He is the very positive, tall guy. Um, we met his famous uncle. I don't know if you recognized him. He was on Seinfeld, Putty from Seinfeld to dates Elaine, Emperor's New Groove, family guy, a bunch of like voice work. Um, what did you think of Zach? I thought he was a lovely guy. Mm-hmm. Again, um, there was nothing wrong with him. Um, and I feel like his family was totally in total all in. And um, so if Jason was French vanilla, maybe Zach is just straight up vanilla. I don't know. Vanilla with like a little sprinkling of hazelnut on top. He's lovely. He's lovely. I didn't. He's lovely. I don't know what else to say. Yes. I was a little bored. And again, you know, in relationships, I don't know how much excitement you want. Because they're a lot of work. They really are so much work. I don't know how much excitement you need because the work becomes excitement. There's lots of negotiating, lots of compromising. It's endless. So maybe Zach coming from the perfect family, I couldn't identify with that. Perfect family, complete with the famous uncle. Honestly, I just could not, I could not fucking identify with that whatsoever. It was so counter, it's so counter to anything I'm familiar with. You know, I I didn't win the childhood uh, lottery when it came to being born into a family. And so I, but it's interesting. I do tend to gravitate towards friends who come from like idyllic really uh, families. Oh, so cool. how about you, Sarah? Do you come from a, from a perfect family? I mean, no one's perfect by any means, but my parents have been married for like 37 years and I have two older brothers and there's not a lot of divorce going around and not, Oh, that's too so much, nice. You know, it kind and of, everyone gets along. Everyone gets along. I mean, you know, every once in a while we, we fight about board games quite a bit, but it's it's pretty traditional, I would I say. I love that. No, I love that. So maybe maybe I want to be friends with you, Sarah. Yeah, you 100 percent. I we, mean, we are from Jersey, so it's not like everyone gets along all the time. Trust me. But that's amazing. Um, but it was that it is true because he did even at the end when he was talking to her, he was like, it was unanimous. They loved you. It was great. It was just too like classic, whatever. But what did you think of, did you pick up anything on how Rachel was interacting with him? Do you think she seemed bored? Do you think she seemed into it? I can't really tell. She seemed, um, into him. Okay. She doesn't strike me as performative. No, she can't fake it as we saw with Tyler. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. So she doesn't strike me as performative. She did seem like she was really into him. I thought she was more into other people. Well, it's been, again, you're just jumping in, but clearly you pick up on all the right things because we'll get to Tyler, but Tino has been her clear front runner from the beginning. Like she gave him her first rose. It's like the first impression one. He, he got upset last week because he didn't know the the date. Like he makes perfect sense. You want to jump right into him? Let's talk about Tino. Oh my fucking God with his family. 
Right. First of all, you're right. So I'm jumping in in the 11th hour. So there's lots of nuance that I don't, lots of things are going over my head, but what wasn't going over my head was she seemed to sense that going into this family was not going to be a slam dunk. Right. So from the very beginning, she seemed to be hesitant and saying things, using words, language like, I hope they just give me a chance. And he was reassuring her, which I thought was such an inversion, like an inversion of the power dynamic, because she is the bachelorette. After all, she's the one with all the power. But he was like, you got this. You have nothing to worry about. Like and there was something about his level of confidence, like because he was able to do that with her. Like, I found that really attractive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I, he, he seemed like a man. I think that's also because her Rachel's whole, one of her narratives, whereas Gabby's had a lot of stuff with her mom and like not feeling like she deserved love. One of Rachel's has been, am I good enough to be the bachelorette? Because a lot of the guys like picked Gabby over her and like, she got rejected a few times like for Gabby. So they're like best friends and like love each other or whatever. But the inherent, like the natural competition has come out just because they're two women competing for the same guys at the beginning and the guys, they were supposed to have the power, but the guys kind of got some of it just because they were picking at the, at one point who they wanted to be with. And Rachel has been very insecure about that. And she had a guy jump ship, like, just a couple weeks ago. And Tina was like, we need to talk about why that upset you. Like you could do this. Like he, that's kind of been his role and she needs it. I think. I mean, everyone needs that. Where do I sign up for that? Not that I'm not talking shit about my wife, but, and she does do that for me, but like, that is amazing. That is what you need in a long-term partner. That, that is the stuff. Yeah, That's the mortar of the, of, of, of the relationship. That is what people sign up for that sign up for that stuff. So his, it it wasn't even optimism. He was just encouraging and motivating and and yes. And he was like, we got this, we got this, Mm -hmm. you know, I could tell something was, I found it odd that they were, they felt like they were both pitching, including him to his parents. Okay. Yeah. When he was like, you know, he was telling his family the first rose of the season went to me. So I I felt like, I felt like he knew this was going to be a sale, Mm -hmm. maybe not as hard a sale as it wound up being, but I felt like he knew it was going to be, he was going to have to sell this. And the two of them were selling it together from the very beginning. Yeah. I think he clearly, when he left for the show, must have had parents being very skeptical. His parents were clearly skeptical of the show. That's an understatement. So he must have known if he got to this point, like even, and he, to, to, to again, put yourself in that situation though, like he must care a lot about Rachel because he had to know that his parents were going to like laugh in his face about like how serious he thought this was. And maybe that's also why she needed that reassurance. Cause he probably told her like, they, this may have been breaking the wall too much, but he probably told her like, they don't like this show. They don't take this show seriously. Do you and think that it's was the show we or do you, so do you think it's like literally personally that they dislike the show or that they dislike this idea that this, um, this artificial environment in such a condensed amount of time could actually be the stuff of long-term relationship? I think it's more that, but I guess it's like, that's what the show does. And maybe I wonder like how familiar <clears> they actually, <throat> like, do they watch it? Do they just think all reality TV is this is like BS or do they think this show specifically is so artificial? I mean, 
her, their, her, his mom straight up just saying, this isn't real. Like they, it felt to me like they were laughing in her face and it was more harsh. You see parents all the time. You even saw Zach's dad casually say like, you could fall in love with a monkey on this show because it's so romantic, but tell me why it's different. They weren't asking for the tell me why it's different. They, she could have said anything and these, his parents wouldn't have cared is how I, I read it. I do agree with that. I agree. And she said that at the end, but I will say, I thought their questions, these parents were prepped. They yeah. were prepped. They were ready. And they wanted to know that Rachel knew who their son was. So they wanted to know, like, what do you like about him? Right, what are right. his greatest attributes? And she started giving the father the same line that she gave the mother that the mother kind of allowed, mm -hmm. although she she certainly gave her own pushback that mom. She's no pushover. Yeah. But the father was just like, listen, he's like, please don't take this the wrong way. He said everything but like what you're describing could be every single guy on the show. But right, that's right. what I felt when I I appreciated that he said that because okay. I didn't think that she was really describing anything authentic or unique. I also think that that is a really tough question to be able to answer in five weeks time. I mean, if the whole show takes eight weeks to film, yeah, they're yeah. two weeks, three weeks out at this point. You know, in five weeks, what are their it's very hard. This is to the parents point. It's very, very hard to know somebody well enough to know whether or not you've got the stuff to make it. Do you think they were too harsh or do you think they were just harsh enough? I think their questions were amazing. Um, I thought that the um, I felt so bad for Rachel by the end of it. Like when yeah. she was just like, I, I mean, I was covering my eyes at certain points and my ears because I, I couldn't believe I felt like the father went too far. I, I felt so like too. I felt like he you ask a few difficult questions, but at the end of the day. So I used to be a parent coach. I used to wow. work with adolescents the first 15 years of my career. I taught parents relationship skills and I taught them you know, how to relate to their, their new children. Teenagers are very different from, you know, what the parents have been parenting up until that point. And one of the things that I've taught parents over the years is we can't pick our kids, partners or friends. So don't alienate them mm -hmm. because you need them. And I worried that they, the father went too far, you know, what's he going to do if Rachel picks his son. Right. And the son steps up and does propose. And this woman, even if they don't get married, if they are together for any length of time, he's going to have to deal with her. Yeah. And then she's going to have a lot more power than she did. He wasn't generous with her. I thought that, that I felt I felt that he could have. I understood where it was coming from, to be clear. I understand and understood the um, concern the, and the, the protective instinct yeah. that he had for his son. But I also felt that, you know, at a certain point, this is what is happening. Your eye, you just have to be realistic and grounded in reality. And like, you have to get behind your kid if you want a relationship with your kid. Yeah. And I felt like he was not generous. I agree with that. And, and I also think rough on her. And I think it's going to come back to bite him in the ass if if this is the man that Rachel picks. Absolutely. And if they're together now, which I just have to assume they are based on everything I've seen on this show, because it's been she is so all in on him. And they did say falling in love with you at the end, the whole thing. She said it back again. Is it too obvious? Because they showed that. I don't know. 
But if they're watching this now, like is Tino calling his parents? Like that was so much worse than I thought because he heard Rachel talk about it, but he was like, oh no, they, they adored you. They adored you. But now he's watching it and he's like, what the hell mom and dad. And that's the other thing I wanted to say. It almost felt like they were sabotaging it. Yeah. They, it almost felt like they were trying to make it whether consciously or otherwise that, that they really didn't want this to work out. Yeah. You, there's a difference between wanting to make sure your kid's eyes are open as open as can be under these circumstances and creating a hostile environment where a person doesn't feel welcome. When at the end, when she was like, thank you for welcoming me, I was like, that was so generous and, and undeserved. Like yeah. she said that I almost wondered if it was a little passive aggressive time <laughs> to underscore just how unwelcoming they were. They were so unwelcoming that yeah. felt so hostile. I wanted to hug her. I did too. I felt bad. And again, going into it, I just from what I saw on TV, at least it felt like that was her front runner and is. So she probably was pretty like, it was probably a big dagger for her to then again, have those insecurities of, am I like not a good enough bachelorette? Like, is it because of that? But I kind of think they, I don't really think it had anything to do with Rachel. I think it was more about, I think they had their minds made up. I don't know what she could have said. I agree with you that her bringing up like him giving blood is something she loves about him was kind of a weird one. Um, but, but I got it. I actually got that as okay. maybe I'm a weirdo too, but like, and I definitely am, but like, I got that because okay. you know, it's altruistic. It's like, you're doing it. It's selfless. It's a selfless act. It speaks to like what matters to him. Yeah. His values and principles in life. Like that's the stuff that matters, not whether or not we both like surfing. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's so funny you bring that up because there was just a big breakup in Bachelor Nation. Side note between Katie Thurston and Old Bachelorette and she started dating like her second, someone she sent home like week two after she broke up with her engagement. So she dated like a guy from the season and they dated for six months and they broke up a few weeks ago, but she finally spoke about it. And she said that one of the reasons they broke up was because he said he wanted someone who wanted her to do the same hobbies as him, including surfing. Oh my God. Well, that's so weird. I know that's so weird. And you know, I, it's not like I caught it. Like, no, not I like I was catching up. I was so. keeping up with that. Yeah. So we, we so often make the mistake. Human beings are terrible at picking partners. We try to pick partners so that we're not going to have to employ relationship skills in the relationship. So mm. we try to find like almost mirror images of ourselves, you know, people who we have so many things in common with the hobbies are irrelevant people. It's not about whether or not we both like the same hobbies because you're not going to be able to do the same hobbies in 15, 25 years. True. So it's, it's more about what that hobby represents. So if I'm somebody who's like learning Spanish, I don't need to be dating somebody who also is learning Spanish or a different foreign language. I need somebody who has a love of learning as a primary principle, a guiding principle and value in their life. doesn't matter what they want to learn. That is the person that I'm going to be most compatible with, you know? And I think yeah. we, we get distracted by the actual activities and hobbies, you know, in That's life. And according and, to Katie, she did learn, she did take skydiving lessons and jumped out of a plane three times for the guy, but now crazy. it's, now it's surfing. So I wouldn't even do that for my wife. No, me. No, by, the way, by the way, if Rachel was my client, I would 
probably tell her that she can give it a try with this guy. But if these parents don't soften up within the first month or two, get out because really? they're going to make her because you marry the whole family. Yeah. Right. Like you're there's not a whole lot of divorce in your family. You said it before, you know, your brothers, they're married. My brother just got married a couple weeks ago. And you're you have a relationship with the sister in law. Right. Her. OK. Yeah. And she has a relationship with your parents. Yeah. And he has a relationship with her parents. You yeah. marry the whole family. It's true. So so it's really, really important that um, that that parents be kind to their in-laws. And we'll see, I guess, you know, this is TV. Maybe it looked worse than it was. It didn't seem so. Rachel seemed pretty torn up about it. Um, but if they are together, we'll see if they, you know, want to even do the like live reunion show. If, if Tina will then have to also answer questions from people like me who are going to be like, so do your parents hate Rachel? Like it's going to follow them as like the hometown date. That That's going to be well. the narrative. It sucks. Yeah, it, it really does. sucks. But it I mean, does. you know, I mean, he can't control his parents just like his parents can't control their kids choice. True. You have to get behind your kids choices in life. If you want a relationship with them, you have to find a way to support it. Yeah, it's truthfully. True. I will. I will say in defense of this experience being a paradigm for, you know, long term relationships and marriage. We know that the divorce rate in love marriages is just north of 50 percent. So right. it's it's a it's a coin toss. The likelihood that your relationship is going to work if you actually make it to marriage is is less than 50 50. It's yeah. less than 50 50 in arranged marriages. It's higher. Why is that? Because the parents are all in. <laughs> I don't exactly know. I think it's because people don't rely on the emotion of love to sustain them. And they understand that it's going to be work. Mm, true. I think they come into it with a different set of expectations. That makes sense. And in a love relationship, we expect the love to sort of carry us through the waves and it just doesn't do it. Yeah. If you're not going to learn how to surf, he's, he's out. Um, well, we didn't get to see Avon, so you didn't get to meet him at all, but he seems like a nice guy. We can't really weigh in on that one yet, but we did see Tyler briefly on the Jersey shore boardwalk. Um, let me just tell you my yes. respect for this woman, Rachel went through the roof. Okay. Tell me why, after why. how she handled him because she's not performative. And so often on these shows, not this show, but like any reality show. So often you see people who are totally performative and they're, they're, they're spitting out canned responses that, you know, they've, they've, They've rehearsed in their friendship groups, in their tribe, and they know that they land well. And there is nothing about, listen, her tears. So she was obviously coming apart at the seams. Maybe it was Wildwood. I don't know if you come from Wildwood. I've been there before. Not my part of the Jersey Shore. I'm just no, going to say. No, either. I, I agree. So, I, I, but I, I, I jest. I don't Maybe really it was think the, it, Knowing he had an apartment next to his boardwalk game, no shade, Tyler, but that was, that was, didn't see First that of all, he also, he seemed like such a good human being to me. Yeah, really like nice I thought guy. she nailed him. I thought she got him perfectly when she was just like, you're such a good human being. I almost imagined this monologue or this dialogue going on in her head as she was saying these things to him, like um, that, you know, you are you're I've never met somebody like you who loves so openly, who isn't afraid of anything, of being hurt. Um, and I imagined this 
dialogue in her head going like this. And you're going to be the one who teaches him not to be open because you're going to devastate him. Like, I felt like that was where the rub in her conflict was coming from. I could be wrong, but I have so much respect for her to have not involved his family and to have not let him take her home because she was so on the fence about him. Yeah. And it was tough to watch him, you know, his family already set up to be filming. That was brutal by the show to show that. I was gutted. I literally couldn't believe that we found ourselves in the living room and we like they're breaking up. She's driving away and we're hearing the family talk about, well, how will we know if it's real? How will we know if Tyler's really into her? Well, I'll know from this and I'll know from that. And then in walks Tyler and they're still not getting it. They're imagining that she's going to follow a few minutes later and then he has to break it to them. And that was that gutted me, man. That family's only flaw seems to be maybe picking up on cues because it did take Tyler a minute on the on the boardwalk to kind of get that Rachel's face was not reciprocating as he just continued to profess his love. And you're right. Her mom, his mom was like, oh, where is she? Like, didn't get that she wasn't coming, Um, which, you know, it's a lot going on. But I did. I felt bad for him. And you could tell she didn't know when to stop him, when to what to do. Um, But she did it eventually, which is not always what happens on the show. A lot of times they go through the motions. So she certainly didn't do that. And I agree that that's the harder way to do it and the the right way in theory. Totally the right way to do it. And I will say, even though he we may have felt like he didn't see it coming, the fact that he didn't create much space at all for her to talk and kept professing his love and kept like a Hail Mary. So much space in, in the dialogue made me think that he didn't want to pause long enough for her to say, look, I'm having second thoughts. Yeah, that's probably true. Even if he's not consciously aware of it. Yeah. I, I sense that like his gut knew, but Tyler is a lovely human being, I suspect. Mm-hmm. And, and if, and if he can, if he can pace himself in life and slow his role a little bit, I suspect that he is going to uh, find his equal because he is a great, he looks like a great human being. Yeah, I agree. And we're not just saying that because he's from New Jersey. For sure not. (laughs) No, no, absolutely not. Um, Dr. Darcy, I love talking to you. It goes by so fast. You have so much insight and you really, you, I swear to God, you picked up on all the things you needed to pick up on. So that's a lesson to everyone. You don't need to watch every episode of the show to figure <laughs> out what's going on. I'm sure that the, uh, that, that the, uh, the network appreciates that. that there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I mean, I I'll watch it every day. I'll watch it as long as I'm, you know, it's on, but I mean, now I'm in, this is what happens. You bring me in on the, the, the home, the home visits or the hometowns. Yeah. And then I'm in for the whole other episode or two. Well, maybe next time when there's a traditional bachelor season, we bring you in for the first one and you have to oh, experience that. That would be great. And then I can, then we journey. can do predictions and see, we could do a litmus test. Yes. I we think that's know. a great idea, but is there anything that you want anyone to know that you're up to right now? Obviously follow you on Instagram as you're, you know, just living life over there. Just living life over here. Um, no, I'm just, you know, I'm just uh, living the dream over here. So yep. follow me on the socials or go to askdrdarcy.com subscribe to my blog where you can get dating and relationship hacks that you can't get anywhere else and i'm as frank in writing if not more than i am verbally 
And that's great because we know you're praying for a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. Thank you. Seriously, come back. It's so fun and it really goes by so fast. It's I know. It's an hour of your day already. I really, really enjoy talking to you about this. You too. Have an awesome rest of your day. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. 